Good morning. You're welcome to Sunday School this morning. How have you been? The Lord is working in your favor in the name of Jesus. The Lord will see you through in the name of Jesus and you will experience pleasant surprises in Jesus' name. So today we are looking at Lesson 38 of our Teen Zeal and the topic is Revision 6. This is our sixth revision. I'll be revising the last five topics. The last five topics of our Teen Zeal. Before we go into the revision, let us pray, Almighty God, we want to thank you. Thank you for all you have taught us in the course of the uh, Sunday school year. Thank you for the past five lessons. Lord Jesus, as we go into our revision this day, Holy Spirit of God, minister our life unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Reinforce, O oh God, all that we have learned in Jesus' name. Ultimately, give us the grace even to be a doer of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And for us to begin to teach others your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So we are starting from lesson 33 of the Ten Zoom. And the topic was cancel the sheep. We read John chapter 4, verse 1 to 19. This is the story of the Samaritan woman where Jesus met the woman at the well. And, you know, Jesus, for Jesus to have that conversation with the woman, he broke through cultural barriers. Because in those days, Jews and Samaritans were not best of friends, you know. And uh, Jesus asked her for water. Jesus went ahead to speak to the woman about the living water in such a way that the woman requested for to have the living water. So Jesus Christ used the common and uh, known subject to speak to the woman, you know. So from this uh, lesson about Jesus with the Samaritan woman and relating to counseling, we can see that it was a private conversation between him. So in counseling, confidentiality is key. And Jesus, you know, he, he, he didn't consider himself being a Jew that cannot speak to a Samaritan. And also, we must put our differences aside and ensure that the weary is encouraged. And we need the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in reaching out and winning people to the Lord's side. I remember one verse for this Bible text was taken from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, which says, Where no counsel is, the people fail, but in the multitude of counselor there is safety. You know, imagine that somebody is just, you are, someone is just leaving, nobody to talk to, nobody to counsel you. It's going to be so lonely, and you find out that such person may make so many mistakes. But the Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I pray that the Lord will surround you with good counselors in the name of Jesus, and God will make you a good counselor in Jesus' name. So at the end of the lesson, we're able to know the techniques for counseling the sheep, and the central truth was only the wise can counsel effectively, seek the wisdom of God. And we defined, we said that to counsel was to provide comfort for troubled persons by enhancing the awareness of God's grace and faithfulness through which they are empowered to live life to the fullest in Christ. You know, when we counsel, we bring comfort to people that are troubled. You know, the, the, the trouble could be not even knowing what to do next, not knowing how to handle a situation. And we bring that person to the awareness of God's grace and faithfulness that is available for them. And through that uh, act, 
they are empowered to live their fullest life. So conversation, uh, counseling is a private conversation. They were alone. And like I said, Christ broke the cultural barrier to reach her. So to effectively counsel others, you must keep in, in mind this test, this follow 10 steps. You must listen to God. It is very important. You need wisdom. Be wise to counsel others. Don't judge others. You know when people are speaking, you're already like, uh -huh, really, you did this? No, don't judge others. Speak the truth in love. Pay attention to listen to what they are saying. Let the scriptures be your guide. Don't take offense. Make up with others. Even if they offended you, correct others with love. Continually pray for them. Prayer is key. In everything we do in this life, it is essential that we pray. And do not seek any personal gain, you know, as you counsel the sheep, especially in the vineyard of God. And God made it clear that anyone who keep on refusing his counsel through his word, true wise believers will incur disasters. I pray that we will not incur disasters in Jesus' name, or calamity, distress, and trouble, or even death. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. And God may place that person in a position of honor. And we must remember that God has placed us in a position of honor to minister to his people. So we must take care of the precious gifts from him by keeping our hearts humble and tender towards those he sends your way. So you find yourself being able to cancel others. Don't let it get into your head, into your head, you know, so that you become proud. Know that it is a gift of God, it is the grace of God. And you must see it through with every sense of responsibility and humility. Hallelujah. In lesson 34, the topic was Act of Prayer, Luke chapter 18, 18 verse 1 to 8. And in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8, we saw that we must pray always. You know, we must pray. The story of uh, the woman who went to the wicked judge asking that avenge me, avenge me. And the wicked judge was like, let me do what this woman wants before before she wearies me, you know. So we must keep on praying. We must pray without fainting. And in that scripture, that was where Jesus said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. Our memory verse was taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and application and supplication to all saints. At the end of the study, we're able to know what the heart of prayer is. Because, and a central truth was because God has fashioned our hearts individually, our prayer needs to flow naturally out of our heart and be consistent with the way he has designed us to. You know, God created us uniquely. There are no two persons in this world that are the same. And so, in our uniqueness, God wants to hear us. Hallelujah. So, everything about our spiritual life depends on our personal faith in God and our personal relationship with God. So the act of prayer, how and what do you do in prayer? You worship God in spirit and in truth, consecration and commitment. You ask, seek, knock, and uh, intercession and prayer of agreement. And what are the keys to powerful prayer? Of course, obedience to God and instructions, walking in God's righteousness and holiness, and 
avoiding sin because sin hinders our ability to pray. We have to be fervent and consistent in the place of prayer. We have to pray without fainting. We have to believe in the authority of prayers. You know, some people pray and they don't even believe in what they are praying about. So you have to believe in the authority of prayer. You have to be regenerated. Okay, yeah, and you have to know the force being generated when you pray. That you are not just praying and miss, and you have to be good to people. You have to walk in love. You have to forgive others so that your prayers can be answered. And of course, for our prayers to be answered and for our prayers to be effective, faith is very important. In what are the entrances to answered prayers? Sin, praying out of the will of God, asking and miss when you are when we ask. Because of our selfish desires, because we want to pepper them. That is why we are asking for these things. They are hindrances to prayer, worry, doubt, anxiety, and ingratitude. So God wants our prayer to be honest and heartfelt, and He wants our communication with Him unhindered, without rules. Just come to Him as you are. Talk to Him your Father. Talk to Him, you know, as you talk to your Father with open heart. Hallelujah. Our lesson 35, the topic was home training. We read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 25. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 25, here, you know, God God was personified as wisdom. And, you know, from that scripture, we also see that everyone comes from a family, either biological or foster family. And it is in the family that children are nurtured and raised. And children must ensure that their hearts retain instructions and commandments. And everyone must get wisdom and understanding. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing in all that getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. And what do we need, you know, as we... As we are being trained in our homes, we need obedience. We need to be obedient. We need, we need to adhere to what we are being trained. We need to be focused and we need to be deliberate about our own training. We need to be mindful of our words. You know, both the words we speak, you know, when we meet people physically or the ones we speak online. Hallelujah. So our memory verse was taken from Exodus 20, 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. At the end of the study, we're able to know the importance of home training. And home training is vital to the development of every child. Home training is the manners and social etiquette taught at home. Praise God. And what are the benefits? You get peace and harmony to reign in our homes. We become we are able to obey God. We are able to correct bad habits and attitudes early. And of course, we receive wisdom and life lessons. Hallelujah. What about baptism? That is our lesson 36. Our Bible test was taken from Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, where you know Jesus was baptized just when he was going to start out his ministry. And uh, in Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 1. To four to five was where the disciples were baptized in the Holy Ghost just before they were going to also start their ministry. So for every level, we need the Spirit of the Living God. A memory verse was taken from Matthew chapter three verse eleven, which says, "I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I." 
whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And at the end of the lesson, we were able to know, we were able to know, the verse was taken from Matthew 3, verse 11, which says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You know, Jesus Christ came. He said he has not come to abolish the law. So, water baptism is immersion of believer in water in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It symbolizes, you know, our identity with Christ, our open identity with Christ. And it symbolizes Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So, when we get baptized, we identify with his death, with his uh, burial, and with his resurrection. Hallelujah. So when we are raised out of the water, we are raised to life. And Holy Ghost baptism is the spirit, with the spirit is immersion of believer into the life and power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, you know, in every area of our life. So this is what we must desire, the Holy Spirit. We must be baptized of the Holy Spirit. And when we are baptized of the Holy Spirit, we receive strength, power, boldness, from God to accomplish our work and to overcome sins in our life. Hallelujah. One of the evidence is the ability to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. So the life that we have in Christ is that of grace and can only be maintained by the Spirit of the living God. Praise God. So our last lesson, self-discipline, lesson 37. Um Bible text was taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 to 27. And in this scripture, we saw that even though Paul was a free man, he subjected himself to the law of God and to obey the law of God to serve others. So that because we are in a race, which must be run, run to win and promptly, which must run to win and how do we run the race that is set before us? We are all on a race. And we have to dis discipline our training. We have to run the race with purpose. We have to discipline our body so that we will not be disqualified on the race. Praise God. Our memory verse was taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway, will not be a castaway in Jesus' name. What are the traits of self-discipline? Ability to work on ourselves, uh, uh, the time management, ability to manage our time, self-control and self-motivation, that inner, inner, inner motivation, inner drive, telling yourself that you can do it. How can we be self-disciplined? We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, time management, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Still looking at how can we be self-disciplined through time management. Time management and uh, what is even self-discipline? Let me try and define it. Self-discipline is the ability to control yourself and to make yourself work hard or behave in a particular way without needing anyone to tell you what to do. That is, you've been able to master yourself you have mastery over yourself. You have self-control. You know, self-control, our ability to control or restrain ourselves from all kinds of feelings and impulses and desires. Hallelujah. 
And we have to know that self-control is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. So, how to be self-disciplined? We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to be able to exhibit self-control. And we have to be to manage our time. We have to be able to manage our time. One of the ways to manage our time is to have goals, things that we are working with part time. We should have a to do list. You know, when you have the list of what you are doing, what you have to do per day, you'll be able to do it without, you know, getting carried away. Hallelujah. And also, you know, we set smart goals, Go, smarter goals. You know, like I said last week, our goals must be specific, it must be meaningful, it must be achievable, relevant, it must be time bound. And then you evaluate it and you readjust your goals. Then you must be consistent. In self-discipline, consistency is key. You must be focused. You must set goals. I've talked about that. You must be productive. And one of the ways to be productive is to avoid time wasters. Time wasters can be in form of people. It can be in form of activities. Maybe people that just you know, want to take your time, they want to gist all the time, and when you have important things to do, or maybe activities that serve as time wasters, like, you know, social media sometimes, it can waste time. So we must be productive, be result-oriented. At the end of the day, ask yourself, what have I done today? Have I been able to achieve what I set out to achieve? Praise God. What are the rewards of self-discipline? You will attract favor and your destiny helpers. You know, when you are disciplined, remember Paul and Timothy. Paul was so well-behaved, so disciplined, that Paul, Timothy was so well-behaved and so disciplined that Paul, you know, took a very strong liking to him and he became like his a missionary body. Praise God. Then you please God. You please God when you are self-disciplined. God can entrust you with lives and agenda for his kingdom because you are disciplined. They may see you and give glory to God. Then, of course, when you are self-disciplined, you honor your parents by developing yourself. You know, you make your parents proud. Imagine you turn out well. You know, maybe on the day of your graduation, you come out with first class and your parents have been honored. Praise God. You know, the joy. So when we are disciplined, we honor our parents. So self-discipline takes effort, but it's always worth it. It is important to understand that self-control is a work of the Holy Spirit as found in Galatians 5, 22-23. So and we need the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that gives us Christians the power and the ability to exercise self-control. You see, from our last uh, week's lesson, that's water baptism and the Holy, Holy Ghost baptism, we see that as believers, we cannot do without the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we must, we must seek the Holy Spirit. We must ask Him to fill us. We must cultivate relationship with Him. We must speak to Him, seek His counsel. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have a number of questions in this for you to, to test your knowledge. We have questions about um, over 20 of them. Please, let's go through the questions. 
in fact we have close to 30 if not more so please let's lay our hands on this material and let's go through them so we are going to pray we are going to pray the prayer point to say father turn me to be a good counselor for your glory in Jesus' name, Lord, as we have seen in our lesson 33 about cancel the sheep, Lord, we pray that you will turn us to be good counselors for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Say, Father, Lord, please give me the power to pray and to pray through. Ah, Lord, give us the power to pray and to pray through in the mighty name of Jesus. The power and the grace to pray without ceasing. Lord, release upon us in Jesus' name. Father, humble me to pass through the training I ought to so that I can be disciplined. Father, we pray, humble us, O God, to pass through the training that we ought to so that we can be disciplined, so that we'll come out and they know that we have good home training in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, baptize us with the Holy Ghost today in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, baptize every of our teenagers with the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, come upon us afresh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let there be infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let there be overflowing of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lastly, we say, Father, help me to discipline myself in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, help us to discipline ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Father, we pray, help us to be a doer of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Have a beautiful week.